Being a provider, as you know, is a very demanding and challenging profession. It's easy to get lost in the grind and lose sight of what's important. The demands and stress of your practice can easily lead to burnout, health problems, and family problems. You're in the right place. Dr. Chris Wusterhausen has been in your shoes, and he's done the work and can show you how you can turn things around. In this podcast, he'll share his personal stories and advice on how to create the life you want for yourself as a provider and as a business person. You'll learn how to reclaim your life, your time, your energy, and most of all, reclaim the dream you had when you started your journey to become a doctor. Welcome to the Dr. Chris Podcast. All right. Welcome back. So this is becoming, um, we've got this domain that we like, Dr. Chris. How are you today, Dr. Chris? I'm great. How are you doing today, Sue? I'm excellent. So so here we are where we've been having these great conversations. And obviously, just like in your journey from being you know, a doctor who felt that you needed to change something, needed to do better by, by your family, by yourself, by your patients, and um, you started started exploring. And, and in that same way, we've been doing that with this conversation and this podcast and the name of this podcast. And I think we're landing upon drchris.life and maybe uh, clean medicine together, right? And so, so I'm just thinking I'm excited about this and I want to keep exploring. And so we're talking about in your story, there was this realization that you needed to start making changes. And we all feel that. We all feel we need to do something about our health. We're getting older. Every day we wake up, there's these new pains or things that it's going on in our head. Are you just going to let it happen? Or are you going to do something about it? And that was a question you were having about being a physician. Wrong? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah, it was... The realization that, and I think I've maybe said it on one of the prior podcasts, was just the realization that I didn't feel like I could do this for 20, 30 more years. Um, you know, just the mental aspect of it. Um, I got to where getting up in the morning, because I generally have always loved going to work. And I started getting to where it wasn't so joyous to go to work anymore. And I never, luckily, I never hated my job. I'm not saying that at all. But that enthusiasm was starting to wane. And uh, like we talked about, my health was waning right along with it. And I just wasn't the example of health that I wanted to be for my patients. And so it was just that reality that something's got to give because this isn't going to work for the next 20, 30 years. I uh, as I've always said, I didn't want to end up the Norman Rockwell portrait of a doctor. Uh, I just didn't want to be that person. Um, and so it was really for me just a mentality shift of how do I do things differently? I was trained uh, originally from my osteopathic background to really be into prevention, but am I really into prevention? I don't really think I am. Um, you know, instead of treating reactionary to the disease, let's prevent the disease completely. And again, I always just say that's just when I started looking for alternatives and learning, uh, you know, started going to some of these different conferences. And I very quickly realized, and 
again, if I'm repeating, I apologize, but you know, you go to your general family practice conference. Okay. They're all over the country. There's a different one every week or two. And you go to this group and you look around the room and you see this group of physicians and I'm not trying to knock them. Okay. I'm just being honest. You look around and the majority of people are overweight and they don't themselves don't look healthy. But then when I found this group of age management medicine or functional medicine physicians, and you go in and you're like, everyone actually looks healthy. They walk the walk, they talk the talk. And you're like, wow, I really associate with this group of doctors more. Um, how are they doing this? You know, how are they helping their patients? And, and that's just where basically the education started for me, going to these different conferences, going to these different, I mean, if, if I actually put pen to paper of how much money I've spent on trainings, I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's what I have to do to stay current. Um, you know, um, it's just, we don't even think about it. You know, the, every one of these conferences is expensive, but it's worth it. It pays off not only financially, but it pays off for my patients for their health. Um, you know, and I think that my patients appreciate the fact that, Hey, my doctor is constantly going and teaching, not only teaching, but going to these conferences and learning new things. And I very quickly realized, I mean, literally within the first conference or two, that this is where I wanted to be. I realized that this was the kind of medicine that I wanted to perform. Um, not every conference that I go to, do I come back and say that's for me, but I still enjoy learning about it and realizing it's, you know, a different way of treating medicine. And then that's whenever I found Dr. Seeds a few years back, um, who, you know, first Dr. Thompson really transformed my practice. And I still use a lot of that knowledge today that I learned uh, along with Cynogenics. And then um, I found uh, Dr. Seeds, uh, found Bill and uh, learned a different way of looking at things as well. And I love bringing all of these, you know, I always say we blend traditional medicine with alternative medicine. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we bring it together and do what's right for our patients. You, you started to relate and, and see yourself kind of becoming this type of provider. You, so there's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I need to, to address or change or whatever. What was like the, the number one thing that you addressed that started to change your practice, started to change you? Spending more time with my patients. It's probably the first thing. Um, wow. I, I, I can get, it's amazing what kind of results you can get with a patient when you actually spend time with them. You know, again, I go back to traditional family practice, established patient 12 minutes. Um, you know, they're blocked in 15 minute blocks. Um, typically they cram five of those per hour, uh, because somewhere there's a work in because someone's sick. Um, now occasionally get lucky and someone no shows, but for the most part, it's really down to about 12 minutes per patient. Um, and again, there's always pleasantries and a wrap up. So you got about eight minutes per patient, you know, you walk in, how are the kids, blah, blah, blah. And see you next time. See about, you know, that's going to take three or four minutes. You got about eight minutes per patient, eight to 10 minutes. You know, I, I really spend on average about 30 minutes per patient um, now, sometimes an hour. Um, and it's amazing what you can get accomplished in the 30 minutes versus, you know, eight to 10 minutes. And then you take out those restrictions of insurance. You know, again, we're not talking about insurance now, what they will cover, what they won't cover. We're talking about what's best for the patient. So I think the biggest change for my patients is the education that I got and the renewed 
rejuvenation for myself into my practice, but simply having time with my patients. Um, you know, I think in life, anything that we can put a little more time into, we get a little more out of, you know, if I've got two hours to study for a test versus 20 minutes, I'm likely to probably do a little better on that test. Um, you know, I think that just the way life works, if we have a little more time, a little more relaxation at times, a little more uh, education at times, a little more time with our customer at times always makes the difference uh, at the end of the day. So I think that would be the biggest change. You know, again, I went from, as I say over and over, high volume, low yield practice to a low volume, high yield practice. So again, my average Average day, um, you know, in my office here's 12 to 14 patients versus 25 plus or 30 patients a day. So I'm just able to spend more time with them. You're starting to spend more time with your patients, but you probably started spending more time on some aspect of education that convicted you to make personal changes in your health. Just today, I mean, this is just a normal day. I, I watched a uh, thirty minute, uh, thirty minutes of an educational video on coronary artery disease. Um, I had a, um, you know, I got done my workout. I actually had a thirty minute dead spot in my schedule, and I used it to watch. A, you know, uh, one of the physicians I trained under, I was able to pull up one of his videos and watch thirty minutes. I, I tried it every single day. I tried to at least get in half an hour of reviewing something. Um, I probably went weeks to months without, you know, really, truly spending time as a traditional family practitioner just because of, you know, I, there were no dead spots in my schedule, um, you know, not even lunch. Um hour or two after the day, finally getting done at 6 to 7 p.m. at night. I didn't want to go home and study. I mean, that was the last thing on my brain of doing that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, if medicine's always changing. And as a physician or as a provider, you have to stay up with the changes. And if you don't, you're going to get left behind. Um, and I feel like that's probably what was happening to me. Not, not probably it was, it's for sure. Um, and I, I only wish we're, we're actually trying to figure out a way where I can actually have like once a week, like a three hour block just to literally spend on education. Um, I, I think it's critical for that because um, th that's the time when I can implement changes in my practice and learn more. Uh, we have to keep learning, uh, you know, just in what you do. You're, I'm sure that you have to continually learn. Uh, I don't care what business you're in. You're going to get left behind if you're not continually learning and changing. Yeah. Adapting. Maybe that's the better word. Adapting. If I had to change my habits of consumption. So it's like I bought some some ear ear things. Mm -hmm. So instead of listening to the radio while I'm driving, I just I go to YouTube before I go. I pick something to listen to. I I don't watch it while I drive. I just huh? listen to it. So sure. it's like all of a sudden now I've made my my drive time educational. Same thing when I'm working or cooking or or I, and there no one's around. I'm just focused on something where I can get some knowledge. You know, if we're thinking about the physicians that are listening to this, obviously they're going in their head considering maybe this is something I do. I want to improve my practice. I do want to do better by my patients. What are maybe some conferences or do you have some suggestions on where they can start? learning things. Yeah. You know, so I think the first thing is, is they probably need to start quite broad and work their way down. And, um, you know, there's 
in my opinion, and what we do, there's three big choices that you can make versus conferences. There's AMMG, which is, um, you know, literally, I think it's AMMG.com. Um, and they have conferences two to three times a year. It's a smaller group of physicians, probably like 200 to 250 physicians. They'll have a wide ranging uh, topic base. That's probably my favorite if it's someone that's just wanting to kind of get a taste of what this field of medicine is like. Um, there's A4M, um, um, A, the just number 4M.com, I believe is their website. They're a very large uh, organization. Typically, if you go to one of their conferences, there's going to be thousands of providers there. So there's going to be like, 2000 providers there uh, that can be overwhelming sometimes for the new practitioner, but it's, it's good. They, they do uh, good broad based things as well. Um, and then of course, I'm always going to recommend SSRP because um, we're, you know, getting into, um, you know, we're starting to have conferences there twice a year that are going to be more broad based as well. I think our next one is in August of next year. So there's a little time to go there. Um, a lot of these entities have online uh, information. So if you're like not sure, you know, you want to even attend, you can do it that way. Um, so those are those are going to be your three big entities uh, to look at to start with. These are big organizations. They've been around a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, A4M, AMMG has been around for quite a few years. Um, um, you know, me personally, the reason I've always kind of geared myself towards AMMG a little bit more is because uh, Cinegenics was the original creator of that organization. They're usually a little bit cheaper. Uh, A4M can get very costly. Um, and I like, I personally like the setting of 200 or so providers. It's not quite so overwhelming as these conference rooms that have just, so, and, oh, and AM4, A4M, they typically have like four different lectures at a time. So you have to kind of pick and choose what you want to go see. Whereas AMMG typically has one speaker for the whole group. And then, you know, at nine o'clock, then they switch out to another speaker. Cause I always get that FOMO as my kids say, you know, it's like, Oh my God, which lecture do I want to go to? I'm, I'm fear I'm picking the wrong one. Um, so I, I've always kind of uh, associated with AMMG a little bit more, but Lord knows I've been to all of them uh, many times. When you're thinking about, the personal thing changes that you start to make, you know, now we're relating with the folks that are listening that want to do better with their health. They want to take charge. What's, what's like the, the big thing that you started to focus on in this beginning of your change as a physician, as a practice, as a, as a person. Yeah. I mean, it, I know that most of these things sound quite simplistic, but it is the truth. Uh, you know, it, it was nutrition, uh, really nutrition and hormones, really learning, um, to teach my patients how to eat better. Um, as we've talked about many times, uh, the training that most physicians have in nutrition is, uh, poor at best. Um, we rely many times on going to a nutritionist and, you know, nutritionists can be quite helpful, but they can also be quite overwhelming. You know, I always tell my patients, I don't want you counting peas or kernel of corn. Um, I don't believe that's what people will do long term. I, I believe in working with my patients on how to teach them to eat. That's something that they feel comfortable with, something that they can go to Chili's and use or use at home or at the grocery store, but not be cumbersome because if something's cumbersome, we're not going to do it long term. 
So I really, you know, starting to learn about nutrition, uh, you know, I, I, I still, and I, and I believe that in 20 years, I will still say this. If a patient says I will only do one thing, I don't care what it costs, but I'm only, you're only getting me to do one thing. It's eat well. Um, you, you can fix so many things by changing your diet. Um, it's, it's maybe the hardest thing to do, but yet the simplest thing to do at the same time. Uh, but diet is where it starts and ends for the most of us. And then whenever you just balance hormones and a hormonally imbalanced person and you get them to eat right. And oh my God, can I actually get you to go to the gym two or three times a week? Um, still today, that is the majority of my patients. Get them moving, get them eating better and get the hormones balanced. And oh, by the way, most of those people feel great. Um, so, you know, uh, it, it's a simplistic thought, but again, I didn't have the training in it before. I didn't have the time to do it before. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't have the cred to back it up. Um, you know, if I, even if I'd have had the time or the knowledge, if I'd have gone into the room at 35% body fat and said, you know, you're, you're not eating right. And you're not exercising enough. They're going to turn right around and look at me and go, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it goes back to, um, you know, and this can be a tough, difficult talk sometimes with providers, you know, as I'm talking to them, like, hey, you're going to have to work on yourself first. You know, uh, you can't be 40 pounds overweight or 50 pounds overweight, in my opinion, and, you know, command the room whenever you go in to talk about all these lifestyle changes, because obviously you got to make them yourself, because what we do know is if you do these things, it works. Uh, they just do. Um you know, sometimes a little harder than others, but it'll work. All right. So we got a common theme here. We got started changing your diet of what you were consuming as far as education. And then you started changing your diet as far as what you're consuming. Yeah. And your meals. The other thing that I'm seeing here is that the, the folks that do well in your practice, as far as, as patients are ones that take ownership of their situation and want to partner with you and work together instead of against or arm twisting. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we certainly have patients that think they're up for it and maybe they decide after a year or so they're not up for it. We don't have a lot of patients fall off our program, but sometimes we do and that's okay. Um, you know, um, I'm here to help. I'm not here to, and I'll push but I shouldn't have to lead you like a, like a mule. Um, you know, that's not what I do. I don't be honest with you. I don't have the energy for it. Um, you know, if, if someone really wants to, and, and as I tell my patients, tell every patient this on the first visit this, and I mean it, I will work as hard as for you as you will for me. Um, you know, I have some patients that you can quickly tell that it's just not a good fit. Like, you know, Oh no, you know, no matter what you say, nothing works. And it's like, okay, you're not, chances are you're not really doing this, you know, uh, because it just does work different levels of success, obviously with different patients, but we should see something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately there's a reason why we've got all different types in our world is because not everybody has the same level of, uh, work ethic or, uh, will. Um, so, you know, there's gotta be some, the patient's gotta be invested you know, just like I am with them. And if they're not, then that's okay. But the good news is, is 
the vast majority of our patients buy in very quickly and and see the results and and feel that what we do for them is worth the value. So not only as a physician do you need to change, like start attending conferences or listening to conversations or podcasts where you kind of you begin learning and changing the way expectation of your practice. But you know, as a, personally, I started like listening to conversations about intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like just that conversation there, when you think about changing the way you eat, and when we think of diet, we think about consumption, but if, what about not consuming for a little bit and letting your body clean house somewhat, that was like really a big deal to me. You know, and you said something earlier that I wanted to just say that I think is awesome. And I try to do this. I have about a 25 minute drive to work and home every day. And that is, like you said, it's a great time that maybe before I just throw on music and just listen or something, but, you know, really, you know, I love listening to biohackers. Um, You know, there is, there is something that can be learned from them. Uh, They're not providers necessarily, but they can be very, very smart. Like I was listening and um, who was I? Oh, uh, I happen to admit one of my guilty pleasures is Howard Stern. And, you know, he was railing on uh, somebody because they had got some information from Joe Rogan. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that everything Joe Rogan says is the gospel, but he does actually have some good knowledge that he puts out there. And this thought that if you're not a doctor, you can't give me any information for my health that's worthwhile is just BS. I mean, um, you know, we're at a point now, you know, like Dave Asprey, you know, he gives great information on fasting. And I recommend his book, Fast This Way, um, to any of my patients that want to learn about fasting. I think it's a it's a great book. Um, you really can dive deep into all the positive benefits of fasting. And, you know, it's the biohack that I try to talk every one of my patients into. It just, unless you're a diabetic or an insulin using diabetic, there's really no one that can't do it. And it's free. Uh, It costs nothing. You save yourself money. And so to me, it just, it's a no brainer. Um, So that's, yeah. I mean, what a great hack to do. Um, I, I think everybody should be doing it. Yeah, the, what, the other thing that really made a big difference to me was like the labs. You know, we we think we read a magazine or we hear someone talk about you need, if you eat spinach, it'll change all this in your life. And so we eat spinach like for a couple of weeks, but then we fall off the, the wagon. And I think about, well, why did I fall off the wagon? Maybe I got tired of spinach. But what was lacking was all the reasoning behind it. And plus being able to measure your improvement. Most right. of the time, all we can measure with is how we feel, but we don't really know what's going on. And those labs, those deep labs made, I could see improvements happening, which gave me justification and affirmation of why I was doing what I was doing. Yeah. Cause like just the other day, so I, I usually change my lab panels once a year, you know, throughout the year, um, I decide maybe I want to add something, subtract something, uh, through my, through my training, I typically only try to make lab changes once a year because typically with a lab change, there's also a price change. And we try to make all of those at once so it doesn't get confusing and so that patients don't feel like we're constantly, you know, marking up the the prices. Um, and everything that we add, we have a very good reason for doing it. But like the other day, we were talking about post labs and Chrysantha, my wife, the office manager said, well, 
maybe on these post labs to keep price down, we can eliminate these three things. And Maggie and I very quickly said, no way. And the reason was these are labs that can show people very quickly improvements that they've already, you know, within a couple of months, here's some things that are improving. And, you know, patients need to see these things. Um, it's great if, you know, a lot of people, you have different types of patients, obviously, just like you have different types of customers. Some people will buy in just because my pants fit better and I feel better. You know, I'm all in. And I had a patient like that on Friday with a peptide follow-up. Like, I just know that I take it and I feel good and I'm in the best shape I've been in in 10 years. That's all he needed to know. I actually said, I need to draw blood. He's like, why? And I'm like, cause you haven't let me get blood on you in like nine months. So while I got you, I'm drawing blood on you. And he could care less what the blood says. Cause that's all he cares about. I feel better. I look better, but then others, you know, they, they really, the, the object of data of labs. Um, oh my gosh, that homocysteine was elevated last time. Now it's better. Or my B12 was low. Now it's better. Um, that really, um, you know, they, they resonate with that. Um, you were talking about spinach. I tell my patients all the time, look, I struggle being compliant with everything that I preach. I really do. I, I, I don't lie to my patients. Hey, this is tough. Uh, some days I do better than others. Um, anything you do is going to be better than nothing. I hope you do it all. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll tweak it as time goes on, but we're all humans. We all struggle with, taking our supplements and getting to the gym every day. But as long as we do it more times than not, we're going to see improvements. This is excellent. We need to wrap it up here, but what's, if someone is listening, they're a provider and they're like, I'd be nice to talk to you just to kind of get some clarity on maybe the things that I should start doing because they're feeling like you, they've been thinking these things. They just need a, a good connection to like help them think it through. How to, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, my preference is they just email me. And that's at Dr. Chris with a K. So D-R-K-R-I-S at theresearchclinic.com. Um, that's my easiest way to communicate. You're welcome to call the office and uh, leave a message and I'll call you back. Uh, but email's the easiest. And then if I'm if I'm someone that's like wants to take more charge of my health and like to partner with a, a provider that's like going to help me think these things through, give me clarity. Again, what's a better best way to reach out and kind of get plugged into your system? Just go to our website, uh, theresearchclinic.com, all the information there. You can online contact us. There's the phone numbers to call, uh, whatever is going to be the easiest for the patient. Um um, I always prefer they just pick up the phone and call us. I think that's the easiest way to start the conversation. We're more than willing to have the conversation on the phone to clarify what they can expect at a visit. Um, we don't mind doing that at all. All right. Well, I'm Steve Brown, your co-host. This is a great conversation with Dr. Chris. Um, be on the lookout for his soon-to-be-coming website, drchris.life, place where you can learn how to get, I guess, improve your life as far as a physician, as far as a patient, as far as a family. Yeah, that's what's exciting about this. Dr. Chris, any last words? No, just everybody. I hope they have a great week and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining the Dr. Chris podcast. 
If you learned something today and you want to connect and get more information, visit our website, www.drkris.life, where you can find more great information or even schedule a time to learn how you can engage with Dr. Chris. Be sure to follow, like, share, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Dr. Chris Podcast. Mm -hmm.